Hi everyone, this is Psychic Medium Miss Sarah with the Psychic Medium School. I am excited that you guys joined me today. I want to talk about something that has been kind of on my mind lately and I just wanted to share it with you guys and that's imposter syndrome. So one of my mentors discussed that and kind of taught me ways to deal with that. I want to talk about like my experiences, my personal experiences and hopefully that helps somebody get over it. And this isn't just business. This could be in your personal life too. Once you hit like a certain threshold that you didn't think that you were going to get, some people get imposter syndrome. And so I, the last few days I've been putting together like a really, really big course that's going to launch soon. And <clears throat> I'm excited about it, right? But I'm really nervous, like... Uh, you know, like, it's like the next level type of thing. Um, it's just weird. It's just weird. So, like, I know I'm knowledgeable in that, but I, I, I just, it's just weird. It's a weird feeling. So, I've had that feeling before, and I get over it. But, you know, years ago, um, when I was an AFLAC agent, I was really successful. And I was... I want to say the 7th or 8th in the state of Iowa. And this was like 2013, I want to say. And so I was a really successful AFLAC agent. And I got to go on trips to Jamaica. And I got to go to Atlanta. That was the first time I ever flew was Atlanta, Georgia. Um, or was to Atlanta, Georgia. And so when I, before that trip, um, the first trip I got to go to was Atlanta, and I got to go see the building and all that and sit and eat fancy dinners. And uh, it was kind of strange at first. And then um, right before the trip to Jamaica, a few months before the trip to Jamaica, <coughs> uh, there was a, a, like an announcement of who was going to qualify for Jamaica or to go to Jamaica and who was going to... Uh, get in the top 10. So basically the top 10 people in the state of Iowa, I believe, got to go to Jamaica. And it was even before that, that I kind of got imposter syndrome, right? So I walked into a room full of like, I want to say at least a good 100, 150 people. And everybody knew who I was. And it was the strangest thing because I knew like only a handful of people. But they had heard about me and they were excited about it. And that, and it was just, it was so strange, right? So they'd walk up to me, you're Sarah Harvey. And they'd shake my hand and tell me who they were, right? And I met so many people that night that I couldn't possibly remember all their names. Um, but it was just weird, you know, like it was strange to me. And then I took my dad along with me because I got a trip to for two, like all expense paid trip to Jamaica. We got to stay in uh, Rio Palace uh, in Negral, Jamaica. Beautiful place. If you ever get a chance to go there, you should. And so this was an all-expense-paid trip that I won. And my dad was like, he's like an old-school hippie, right? So he loved it. Like, I knew he'd love Jamaica. But I was really nervous about going there at first, like, because it's a different culture. And I was, like, just, I was having the imposter syndrome. And I just, I needed to get over it. And I wasn't exactly sure how at that time. So... That's something that I wanted to share with you guys. And at some point, I just realized that I wasn't that South Side. I mean, I'm still that South Side girl, right? I grew up poor and 
I like I'm proud of that. I'm proud of my uh, childhood and I'm proud of the things that in throughout my life that I've gone through that have made me who I am. So like but that confidence didn't come easily. <clears throat> like that I think it's funny when people like they see me on video or they see me get in front of a large crowd and speak because I used to do that a lot with um in Aflac I'd get in front of massive crowds and speak and I would get in front of uh, smaller training groups and speak sometimes and I think it's uh interesting what people perceive people as or like like basically that they have the perfect life and things like that and that's just simply not true and so Um, I actually stood up at one of my training sessions and I was uh, getting ready to be a a manager or whatever for AFLAC and I was in a training class and I was in a training class with a bunch of other people who were going to be managers and I was actually the only person that succeeded to meet my qualification in that class so they wanted me to continue it but I didn't want to because I was getting I was losing time with the kids basically and so um there and there was it's kind of a high expectation of premium and all that to get so it's not surprising that there were people who didn't get it like i just i had already had a really good clientele base in a really good area that i was working with and i know that's kind of brushing it off like i'm not skilled i don't think i'm not skilled but i really did have like a prime area to work in so that being said uh i went through that and oh, I stood up in front of the uh, the classroom, and they were asking me questions. The other trainer, people who were training to be managers, and <clears throat> like about how I speak and what I do and things like that. And when I stood up, I realized at some point looking around me that they realized or that they thought that I was like some like. I don't know what they thought, like that I had a perfect um, setup to do what I was doing. Like I already knew a lot of people and all this stuff. None of that is true, right? So in AFLAC, like you go door to door, or excuse me, you go business to business and you basically are getting new businesses. That's the whole, was the whole point back then, getting new businesses to allow AFLAC benefits to be in their program. So uh, and it's it, they're good products, all that stuff. So uh, that's what I did, and I didn't know business owners when I started off. Now I know lots of them, and I absolutely love dealing with them. Like I'm friends with a lot of business owners, and it's really fun. But when I first, uh, I'm getting totally sidetracked. So basically, uh, when I stood in front of the crowd, uh, I was. I'm not nervous in front of crowds. I was at first, but I can stand up and speak now and it's not a big deal. Obviously, I get on lives all the time, but um, that's not, it wasn't easy to start with. I had to train myself to get over that. And basically, the way that uh, standing up in front of this crowd, um, what I had told them is they were asking me a bunch of questions and I told them uh, when I realized that they thought that I had some sort of really amazing setup that got me there. I actually, I took a step back when I was thinking about it, like, uh, like a, 
emotionally, I guess, or whatever. So I took a step back and I looked around and I'm like, okay, they think that I just had this amazing setup and that I already had this personality and that maybe I had come from a, a great well-known family and this and that. So <clears throat> that is not true. And I knew that. And so I told them, I explained to them how why, how I entered into AFLAC, why AFLAC was so important to me. And at that time, when I joined AFLAC as an independent contractor, I actually had just got out of a domestic violence situation. Uh, it was a marriage, basically. And so um, I was, I had a very bad lack of confidence. Like, it was really hard on me. Like, I couldn't look in the mirror. You would never see me as that person was my, like, my friends never looked at me like I was weak, right? And during that time frame, I really was weak. Like, I wouldn't argue or say anything. If I basically did uh, what I told otherwise, or was told otherwise, I'd, he'd get pissed off, you know, like. And so, um, that being said, it took me a, a long time to get over that. And working as an agent and basically having my own business helped me get over that and helped me have confidence again. So the reason I told the group that is because I actually came from like uh, like where I had no self or really low self-esteem to being confident because I had to be because that's how I put food on my kids table, right? So and that was the way I looked at it. You either do it or you don't, right? So and that's still how I look at it today. And so when I'm scared about going into that next level of things, and this could be for anything you do in your life, this could be for relationships, whatever it is. When I'm scared, I think of what happens if I don't do it. If I don't move forward, what, what am I losing if I don't do it, right? So <clears throat> if it takes me standing in front of a crowd of people or going on a live to get my message across, um, I'm going to do it. Right. And so I also, one of the things that I dealt with was, you know, when I started meeting with business owners originally, um, it was really weird because I felt like they were on a whole different level than me. And it was like, I was the South side girl and they were this great business owner. And I thought about it and I, after a while, I realized that they were people just like me, right? Really hardworking people. Uh, a lot of my friends that are business owners, um, or all of my friends that are business owners, hardworking people. They work a lot of hours, and um, they a lot of them are making huge differences in our community. And I'm really proud of that. But I didn't realize that they were people too, right? They, they were just like me and you, right? So um that was something that was kind of interesting to me learning that and then all of a sudden you know I held my back high I stood straighter I talked more confidently and I just learned that if I if I was confident in the conversation if I didn't look up at them like they were the ones that were way more important than me that I was not going to get as far as I wanted to go so I kind of had to learn to be like um, more confident in myself than I, uh, than I thought I, or than I was before, basically. And so the reason I'm telling you this is because I know a lot of people go through that. And I think it's, it's difficult when you're doing that and you're, you're going to that next level because it's, 
I also think people do that with money a lot. You know, like um, they almost self-sabotage because they think that um, like maybe they're going to get a bonus or they're going to get a a raise or uh, they're going to get promoted and all of a sudden they're uh, like late for work or whatever, um, do something that they shouldn't have done. Like I think sometimes people like almost subconsciously, sometimes consciously, self-sabotage themselves. Uh, so I think that's important to know, like, and to be aware of, like when you get over those types of things, it's a lot easier to get where you want and understand where you want to go and how you want to do it. And I think that, uh, it made a huge difference for me to be able to get over that. And I, it had been a long, long journey to get over that. It took me probably a good three years to actually be in a place where I could stand in front of a crowd of three, you know, 300 people and just talk like what, 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 what's the worst that can happen? Are they going to laugh at me? Am I going to pee my pants? Uh, am am I going to, uh, get booed? Like, right? Like what's the worst that can really happen? Uh, but I don't know. I wanted to share that with you guys today because I know there's a lot of, uh, spiritual business owners that listen to the podcast. And I know that there's a lot of people that are working on developing their psychic develop or working on psychic development, working on mediumship development, those types of things. And so I wanted to share that with you guys, because I think it's really important as you go through your journey, your personal journey, that you, you recognize the areas that you're not as confident as you should be. And cocky and confident are two different things. But I do believe that, uh, like, that you can be, you can have confidence without being cocky, right? So, and I know I've talked about like women business owners and how I how I feel like uh, it's a lot. It's harder, in my opinion, for me if I'm trying to go to my kids' ball games and that type of thing and have this nice balance. Um, so that is that had been something that I had thought too, and I ended up using that kind of as a as a reason to self-sabotage. Like, I'm not going to be able to be a manager in this company because I can't give the time that someone else could because I have kids. And really, <clears throat> I think the idea that I was a mother as an as an agent, as an independent agent, was actually appealing to people because I really could understand um, what I was talking about. The things I was telling them, I really had experience with. So I think that's important to know. Like, and a lot of people are more, they, you have more knowledge than you think you do and should be more confident than, than you think you should. I think that if you asked your friends about what they thought of you or what they think you're good at, like that really makes a huge difference and it's a boost in confidence. I actually did a, an exercise a few weeks ago and I asked some of my close friends and close family members, like, what, what am I good at? Like, <laughs> what am I good at? I like to, I like to do so many different things, right? Like, what am I good at? And some of the responses I got were like incredible, but basically, um, that I know how to drive, get, I know how to drive people. I know how to like get people excited about things and, uh, I think that is a huge, huge thing. And so for me, knowing that from them, like that's their compliment, I think that's amazing. Uh, I'm happy with that compliment. I think that's really cool. 
And also it made me look at myself in a different way. Like other people look at me like I, I can't, that I, it's like, they see that, that I want to make a difference, right? They can like see that and hear that I want to make a difference. And so I think that's really cool. But I wanted to share that with you guys because I still get it every once in a while. And like I said, when I'm getting ready to launch this course, I know the course is going to be amazing. I know that it's going to change a lot of people's businesses and I'm excited about it. I'm excited to talk about it when it gets released. Uh, I'm just, I'm just excited. Like it's going to do a lot of amazing things for people. And I think that Uh, that step back and feeling that imposter syndrome is because I know it's going to be successful. You know what I mean? Like that makes sense to me. So, and I, I think throughout the years I've just learned that like exactly that, like you, if you want to get something so badly or you want to do something so badly and it takes something a little bit emotionally painful or whatever for you. Like if you have to stand up in front of a crowd and explain why you deserve a raise or why you deserve to be promoted, like those things. If it's something like that, that's standing in your way, you should stand up and do it. Like, because that's the only way to get to the other side. And I think uh, somebody said this one time and, and it's like, I've taken this statement with me. There is, um, wonderful things happen outside your comfort zone. Like, all the most amazing things happen outside of your comfort zone. And I have lived the last, I don't know, 12 years or so outside of my comfort zone. I try to make it so I'm doing more uh, productive work. Like, not working all the time, but doing more productive work. And I think that's important to know. Like, stepping out of that that box that you're used to being in and making and letting yourself be a little uncomfortable will teach you a lot of lessons about yourself. It'll teach you a lot about yourself. You'll learn what your fears are and how some of them are like not as bad as you thought they were. I know some people have phobias, so that's a little bit different, but um just those little fears of getting in front of people and asking for what you want. I think that's another thing too. I think people really hesitate in asking for what they want or telling people what they need or setting their boundaries because it makes them uncomfortable. But the best things happen outside of your comfort zone. So I just wanted to share that with you guys today. And I wanted to let you guys know that I decided that I am going to run one more mediumship circle. Um, It's going to be uh, November 12th. And I'm going to put the link for it down below, but you can find everything at www.psychicmediumschool.com. I didn't know if I was going to just because it's the end of the year, but I really think that getting another group of uh, nine people into the mediumship circle will really make a difference. Um, You you can be a beginner or you could be somebody who's worked in a little bit of mediumship. It's really a a good practice for different levels of uh, mediumship abilities. So I think that's important. I'm actually getting ready to do one tonight at 6 p.m. Central Time. And so it's a lot of fun. So I wanted to let you guys know that. I hope this message reaches you. I hope it makes you go a little bit further and do a little bit more um, emotionally and get over those challenges that you feel like you have. So I hope you all have a wonderful day. I hope you all have a wonderful Halloween or Samhain, like whatever you celebrate. I hope you have a wonderful 
weekend and I'm pretty excited about the things to come. So I, you guys have a great day and thank you so much for listening.